What is up, Cowboy Nation? It is season two, week four of the Launcher Cowboys podcast. And of course, I am your host, Mitch, coming back to you for another week to, of discussion with the Dallas Cowboys, your favorite America's team, of course. Joining me tonight, as always, I have Daniel, because I couldn't do it if he wasn't on. What's up, Daniel? Not a whole lot, just fighting through some sinus stuff, so I'm going to do my best to power through this, and be a lot of editing, (laughs) editing me coughing and trying to get comfortable, (laughs) so. (laughs) Feeling like Dookie, but he's still here to help, so we appreciate that. Uh, Wayne is MIA, hopefully he will jump on here in a little bit, we'll we'll, uh, add him if he gets in, but if not, we'll troop on without him so yeah he bugged us all day about when we were going to record and then we message him and call him and doesn't respond and then you know now we're recording and he's not here so thanks wayne i appreciate it we tried <laughs> left us on red yep well not, not even well, on red even on just red. left us on yeah on delivered i think he probably dropped uh, his phone in the toilet my guess is he fell asleep probably Probably got home, got back to his hotel room or something from work and passed out on the bed. Yeah, it's okay. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah I almost did. Happens. I almost did wait on you too because it's been a, it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, I so. was uh, putting the kiddo down and I always have to fake like I'm going to fall asleep with her before she'll fall asleep because she doesn't want me to leave her. So I'll lay there and... Sometimes I do fall asleep, so yeah. I, had to, I had to be very careful about about not falling asleep tonight. But well, it's a good thing you sent anyway. me the rundown beforehand, just in case you would have fallen asleep, in case I would have had to do this myself. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, but we're here. We're here, so we've made it, and um, of course, we're excited because last night was a was a really good game, a good showing for the Cowboys, um, pretty much from start to finish. So, um, you know, we get a win against a uh, you know division rival, a longtime rival. Uh, I think they were saying last night that this this matchup was, if not the most, um, it was among one of the top three. I think most um, played games in primetime television, hmm. like fifty some. Of our matchups have been on primetime TV um, throughout the throughout the match. I think it was like fifty seven or something, but pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously a longtime rival of ours, and to get a win in your division early the early in the season like that is is a it was a big statement. So I'm definitely glad to see that we were able to do that. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about it, break it down, um, and talk about our upcoming matchup. So. Um, yeah, uh, let's just jump right in. So, one positive, one negative from the Philly game. Uh, Daniel, I'll let you talk real quick first, and then re- let your voice rest for a little bit. Yeah, well, for one, we didn't win this game. We dominated this game. Like the box score doesn't show how lopsided this game really is. It like I was telling you beforehand, it really should have been like forty-eight to seven if we're being completely honest. Um, Just from start to finish, I mean, in the third quarter, uh, 
Um, after halftime, it did get like a little harder. We had a couple, a uh, couple punts. I think there was one or two. Th- uh, there was definitely a, at least one three and out, maybe two three and outs. But um, overall, we just dominated on both sides of the ball. Um, but I guess my positive from this game, the one one, it's kind of two positives. I don't like to do just one, but. Uh, the tight ends really stepped up and making plays, um, just showing defenses that you can try to stop the run, you can try to st- stop the deep pass, but we've got tight ends that can dominate you just as well as our ri- wide receivers and running backs. And on kind gotta of love s- those, gotta love those big white tight ends. Yep, <laughs> love them, love them, <laughs> um, and kind of along with that the the blocking because like our tight ends aren't good at blocking so what we're doing is dropping running backs and wide receivers and apparently offensive linemen back to help block um, bringing in uh, uh, McGovern in to to play fullback one of our backup offensive linemen yeah um, so, you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as far as pot is, I think that because I saw some good blocks from Cedric Wilson. Obviously, Zeke has been just blocking the hell out of everybody. Um, I saw CD make some blocks on the line, uh, more of a run block than a protection block. But uh, yeah, it's like we're pu- we're pulling in everybody to help because um, we are short. You know, Steele's there. Steele didn't have as good of a game as he did last Sunday, but having the versatility and the willingness from everybody on the offense to come in and block for Dak or to block for the run is just great. Uh, you keep people fresh that way. You can, you can scheme stuff up to confuse the defense, you know, putting people out of place where they're not used to being, where defenses aren't used to seeing them. It just, it's just great. It's just fun. It's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I love the, uh, we were talking beforehand, you know, I love the fact that, I mean, these first three weeks already we've seen this team do things we've never seen before from our offense, you know, getting very creative with play calling. And, um, you know, last week literally CD lined up in the backfield as a running back and ran the ball effectively. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just out of the blue for no apparent reason either. Like it was just like, oh, let's just put you back there and give it a try. Um, you know, just the the creativity and um, willingness to try new things are what I love most about what we've seen so far, um, for sure. Yeah, and you know that's not my positive, but that's just that's just one side note to to you know go along with what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll do a negative. It was honestly like after this game, it was hard for me to think of a negative. I mean, I know there's stuff there. Um, you know, we cleaned up. I know my, I've been harping the last couple of weeks on penalties on the offensive line. We still had a couple. Connor Williams had a couple holds. Um, but unlike most years watching the Cowboys, um, those offensive penalties aren't hurting us because we're able to pick up yards. It seems like with every play we're 
we're picking up five, six yards. Like it's so those holding penalties don't hurt us as much as they used to. It feels like. Um, so that wasn't even part of my negative, but I think Williams needs to clean up and get like a little bit better at that. But um, my actual negative was there's a couple questionable calls. Um, the one drop back pass in the end zone that led to a strip sack touchdown for the Phillies defense was just like, what are you doing? Just run the ball. You're getting, I think, I think Zeke and Pollard average 5.5 yards a carry. Like yep. why? Pollard, why? <laughs> Pollard was Pollard was five point five and Zeke was five point six and I, 5.6. I kept saying it last night like literally in our in our group chat like we were literally running more than five yards every carry. Mm-hmm. Um, our our running backs, I should say. Yeah, we're running more than five yards per carry every time. Yeah, so like the 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 fact that they called a, a drop back pass there was kind of didn't make much sense. Um, and the other negative was more of a negative not as far as the the Cowboys go but for me they they went for it on fourth down on the goal line instead of kicking a field goal and that we didn't get it even though the refs that 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 was a touchdown by Dak Dak ran it in like he you know whatever but um if they would just kicked a field goal there I would have won in fantasy so that's a big negative for me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes but, sense. I see. Yeah. I see why. Uh, I see why you'd be upset about that for sure. Yeah, I would be three and zero, but now I'm two and one. Still in second place, but you know, it's like needed that yeah. three and zero. That's where I'd play the sad horn for you. Yeah. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I guess since Wayne's not here, you can have your two two positives and two negatives. So I'll. Um, yeah, I, I got to go, you know, definitely looking at last night's game again. Like, you know, Dak has been consistent. He's taking care of the ball for the most part. Uh, yes, he had to strip sack fumble. I wouldn't really necessarily blame that on him. Um, he should be re- getting rid of the ball a little quicker, obviously, but that uh, it was just uh, that whole scenario, that whole you, you just went through it you know, discussed it pretty ad, um, pretty well at length. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, there's just no reason for us to be throwing there, but you know, once again, 21 of 26, you know, only five incompletions, no interceptions this week. Um, you know, average nine yards, 9.2 yards per completion. So 238 yards passing, <clears throat> um, was sacked four times. So you don't, you don't love seeing that. Um, but with the three touchdowns, you know, two, two passes to Dalton Schultz, um, where he just, Dalton looked great. Uh, you know, the one pass that he got absolutely blowed up on <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. he, as soon as he almost caught it, like he yeah. had it in his hands and he just got that safety blew him up. Um, so I don't blame him for dropping it, but it, it, had he caught that ball, you know, obviously, plays may have gone differently, but um, he had six catches on seven targets, so he would have been perfect had he caught that ball. And he had 80 yards um, without that one catch, but that catch that play was like a 30 or 40 yard pass, so he would have been over 100 yards receiving. So just just an all around really great, great, really great game for Dalton. 
Um, and then, of course, uh, Cedric Wilson had the other touchdown catch. So just uh, it, it's it's good to see Dak playing at what, you know, you can start. Obviously, it's three weeks in, so it's very early. But you can start seeing him being the clear, defined leader of this team and a clear, defined um, MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he continues playing like he's playing and we can continue racking up wins, um, you know, there's no reason why he shouldn't be, you know, among the ones considered for MVP at the end of the season. Yeah. I'm not going to say right now that he's going to win it. I'm not you know, claiming that he deserves it even right now, but I'm saying he is putting himself in the conversation with his play because he's consistent. He, you know, leads his team. The team, like you mentioned, one thing that I love about what you were talking about a minute ago is this team fights and wants to do everything they can for Dak. You can see it just by the way, you know, that, and even the even the broadcasters last night were talking about, you know, C.D. Lamb motioned in from wide out on a run play and absolutely just met a guy in the hole on a run block. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a huge dude, and he, he met a dude that was much bigger than him in the hole and did not back down. You know, these guys are doing everything that's asked of them to help this team win and help Dak win. Because if you remember last year, I mean, it's hard to forget, but, you know, four weeks in, even after the fifth week, you know, fifth game when Dak got hurt, you know, he was by far the passing leader. Um, I think he still led the league after, like three or four weeks after he was hurt. Yeah, he was, yep. <laughs> and passing yards. You know, he literally put the team on his back. And the team this year is stepping up and saying, hey, we're going to help you. And and I, I just love seeing that, you know, that team mentality. It's it's just it, – it showed – showed bright and true last night for sure mm-hmm. that this this is a team that wants to play together they like playing together they like each other they're a, there's cohesiveness and i love it it's just it's good to see um you like met, you uh, i sh- go ahead oh sorry i was just interject before we get too far but you mentioned mentioned cedric wilson earlier it's like yeah he caught that touchdown but dude did you that catch along the sideline like i i know he was out of bounds but Mm -hmm. that was a beautiful pass and a beautiful catch that he made like he came down like i mean he had to go up and get that ball he only got one foot in bounds but i don't know if you remember that play you remember you mentioned cedric wilson and it just that just that's the one thing about him that stuck out to me. It's like most, most like number one wide receivers might have not caught that ball, and like our fourth caught that ball. Like, yeah, he wasn't in right. bounds. I get it, but like the fact that he still he had control of the ball was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> like like uh, your brother Michael was saying the other day. You know, like w- there's literally players our fourth and fifth receivers 
are probably starters on most other teams in this league, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you see these guys just coming out here. They're not getting a ton of playing time. Well, now, you know, they're getting more, but you know, guys like Cedric Brown and, and Noah Brown, or Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown, you know, they're getting, they're getting more looks now because of Gallup being hurt, but um, you know, they're still not stars, but they're doing it because they love the star on their helmet and the team, their teammates around them. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's, it's fun to watch. So, and then as far as a negative, um, like you, I was getting ready to say there a few minutes ago, but, um, I, I, I have a, I have a hard time picking something to be negative about with the game because it was so convincing. Um, I'd say if I really had to pick anything, it would just be, you know, the Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Like, yes, we enjoy seeing our tight ends do really well, but their tight ends led their team. Both, you know, Dallas Goddard had two catches for 66 yards, 33-yard average, and Zach Ertz had four catches for 53 yards. So combined 119 yards receiving between their tight ends. Um, I cannot stand even in the college game because it seems like WVU is always getting burnt by tight ends. <laughs> it drives me crazy when I see yeah. my team getting burnt by tight ends. Like we shouldn't be, you know, <clears throat> I get it. Like, you know, there are threats too, but you know, we got to, we shut down pretty much everything else, but we couldn't stop their tight ends. Like, yeah, I, I guess mean, it, it, it's that just was frustrating. I think it was the one thing last night I said in the, the discord, I was like, are we ever going to like cover the tight ends? Because it seemed like they ran that same play where they just crossed. It's a crossing route right across through the slot. And they were just wide open every time. And it was like an easy 20, 30 yards every single time. Yeah. And it was like, what are we doing? Like, why is nobody on him? You know, and like in the grand scheme, like it didn't, it didn't hurt the outcome of the game, but it's still, it's like, we're, we're, we're being nitpicky here really. Cause the defense played great other than really that. Um, but it's still like, you got to find something for one yeah. and two it's like that's a glaring like weakness like if you're playing against kansas city that's you know nine times out of ten it's going to be a touchdown because they'll send kelsey over there and he's just he's better he's better than goddard he's better than Ertz. you know yeah. so that's some stuff that we're gonna have to clean up yeah i mean 100 percent. i'm i'm uh being very picky by by making that my um you know, my, uh, one negative, mm-hmm. but it, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot to be mad about. Um, was definitely upset about the, uh, touchdown that wasn't by yeah. Dak, but that's not our team. So it's not really something, um, you know, I should harp on too much. That's just refs being shitty. So yeah, I, what it is. So I heard a couple things about that. Like, one, and I get it because there wasn't a clear down-the-line shot of it, um, but even the over, the overhead really showed that he went across the overhead camera. 
But one thing that I wasn't paying close attention to was when the whistle was blown. And the refs were saying that they blew the whistle before he made that extension. They blew the play dead before he made that extension. Now, I didn't go back to watch it, but that's what I've heard. So I, you know, I don't like it. Like, it's it, kind of like with the whole Parsons sack last week, like where he, you know, Herbert wasn't on the ground and they blew the play dead. It's like, I, I get it, but at that point in time, you're not going to save that quarterback from taking that hit, so just let it play out. Right, um, yeah. So, you know, yes, Parsons got credited with the sack. Should he have? No, not really. Um, because, they, you know, he got the ball out, but they, they blew the play dead. It's kind of the same with that. It's like, you know, I, I just don't – I don't like – I don't like plays being determined by the refs. You know, like I forget who it was, but there were like fumbles and things like that where the defense would pick it up and run it back, but they would whistle the play dead. Now they just let those play out. Um, in case, and then they review it that way. There's no, you know, there's no room for error, but it seems like they're kind of reverting back to that old way of refereeing where it's like, they're just going to blow the play dead whenever they, whenever they feel like the play is over. And sometimes it's not like in the case of that play there, it's like if they blew it dead before he put his arms, like put, put the ball across, you know, let that play out. You know, once you like, especially cause I mean, the ball came out right after that. So like, let it play out and then go and review it, you know? Yeah. Of course, if they would have done that, they would have probably ruled it that it was a fumble and Philly's ball there more than likely. Yeah, and then, so. yeah, and then, and then we're even more mad, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's annoying, but, you know, the, it's hard to be mad when you have that outcome, and like mm-hmm. we said, we're nitpicking here at this point, but um, overall, I thought, you know, pretty well-played game. Um, start to finish for us. Um, just a few things here and there you got to clean up to be a team that, you know, when we come head-to-head with the Bucks again or head-to-head with a team like, you know, the Chiefs later on down the road, and you know, that puts us in a better position to win those games. So those, those little things you got to clean up to, to become – you know, the better team in the long run. So, so yeah, all that being said, we'll go um, look over last week's score predictions and bold predictions and pick somebody as a winner for those. Um, <laughs> Listen, Wayne, Wayne's not here, so you can't claim a victory on anything just because <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> so I know how you are. <laughs> so the, the final score was 41-21 Dallas. Um, by the way, you say the winning score first. There's nobody that says twenty-one forty-one. That's just stupid. So That's just the way come it, at me with that bullshit. It's, it's the, the way, way it looks. It's the way. It's the way it, it's, it's the way presented in typing. Yeah, it's it's away team versus home team. That's how it is, you know. So yes, but if you listen to any replay of any news channel, any. <laughs> sports broadcasting professionals they will always say last night dallas won 41 21 they will not give a shit who was the home team and who was the away team and they will not say them in that order 
Yeah, but Quit fucking trolling me about it. <laughs> but listen, but listen. Whenever I want to come up with something funny to put in the podcast for Wayne and myself, it, there <laughs> we haven't hit the year, you know, thirty three thousand four hundred and seventeen yet, or three thousand eight hundred and you know, seventeen. So, <laughs> you know, it's anyway. I I get it. Whatever. <laughs> so, last week's score predictions. Um, I predicted 31 to 20 Dallas. Uh, Daniel predicted 34 to 17 Dallas. And Wayne predicted 38 17 Dallas. Congratulations, Wayne. You win. You're not <laughs> here to gloat about it, so haha. Well, I'm sure um, he'll get his shots in next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, bold predictions, Dak. Over 400 passing yards and four touchdowns was mine. Um, not quite. <laughs> 238 and three touchdowns, so I wasn't too far off. Um, just, just the yardage. Yeah. <laughs> let's, Daniel, not, let's not talk about how bad, how far mine was. <laughs> Daniel, Amari Cooper, 150 yards receiving. Amari Cooper had 26. <laughs> that was and close. Come on. Give me some credit. Wayne's was defense or special teams will get a touchdown, and they did. Yeah. So Wayne, Wayne sweeps the score and bold prediction. Congratulations, Wayne. I'm Yay. Glad he's not here to gloat. Me too. It's not often that um, one person actually wins both of those fair and square. I have to do it every time. <laughs> That's why I said fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> not, not because you're the host. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Certain liberties can be taken when you're the host. Uh, I could also do a lot of weird stuff to your voice and make you say <laughs> well, things can... that you actually didn't see. So. <laughs> well, I, I can also do weird things with my voice whenever <laughs> I could. start using my voice mod. That's very true. Um, hopefully that will be coming soon to a podcast near you. <laughs> um, so that being said, we'll roll into week three or uh, week four preview. Um, coming into Dallas, we're getting you know, back-to-back home games here. And um, this coming week, Sunday, uh, 1 o'clock kick, we have the 3-0 and Carolina Panthers. 3-0 um, maybe, you know, maybe something, uh, something there. Or 3-0 maybe just a fluke. Let's look at Carolina's. Uh, wins so far. The opening game, they beat the Jets. Um, Woo. Woohoo. They barely have a pulse. <clears throat> so that is what it is. Um, the Saints in week two, they beat them 26 to 7. That's See, actually. I also think that's a fluke. Now, hear me out. The Saints came out and just stomped the uh, the Packers in week one. In week two, <clears throat> they were missing eight or nine of their coaches because of COVID. Like, that, to me, is why they lost that game. Like, I don't think that – I think that the Saints would have beat Carolina if they hadn't had most of their coaching staff out because of COVID. So That's fair. That's fair. I understand. Yeah. Okay. You talked me into it. Yeah. And week three was a 24 to nine victory over the Texans. Yeah. Which is now, also the Texans. Well, the Texans, you know, the, t- 
Texans were had Mills, their rookie quarterback, starting because Tyrod Taylor right. was out. So, yep. And and you know the Texans are showing they're not as bad off as I think a lot of people thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are one and two now, so uh, we'll see what what comes of their season. But they're not as bad as I think a lot a lot of people predicted. But um, yeah, just just Carolina has not really played anyone yet. We'll just put it that way. Um, <clears throat> definitely not played anybody at full strength or even near full strength. <clears throat> um, especially when you consider, you know, what's missing from the Saints, what they've lost in retirement and um, not having Michael Thomas and all of the players that they don't have. Um, and like you mentioned, the coaching staff being out of that game. And then, you know, the, the Texans are just a shell of what they used to be. And the Jets are the Jets. So they just mm-hmm. are completely different. You know, they're just, they really aren't teams that have a lot to threaten, um, you know, with. So, yeah, there's Carolina's one, like Carolina is, it's not as bad as the Broncos because the Broncos are also three and O, but they've also played the Jets. They've played, let me see here. They played the Jets. They played. Oh my gosh, where is it at? I literally just had it in my phone. I'm sorry. This is bad podcasting. But yeah, they played essentially the, the Jags. They played the Jags, and they played another 0 and three team. But yeah, they they literally have played three of the, the worst Giants. teams. The Giants, yeah. So, you know, it's like. It, that's what kind of irritates me about power rankings, and I know I kind of ranted about it earlier today in our chat. It's like they've got the Broncos way up there in the power rankings. It's like, and we're like CBS has the Broncos at like twelve in the power rankings, and the Broncos beat the Jets, the Giants, and the Jags, and they have us at eighteen, and we almost beat the Texans. We beat the you mean the Bucks or the Bucks? Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, we almost beat the Bucks. We beat the Chargers, who just beat the Chiefs, and we just slaughtered the Eagles. And they they didn't even move us in CBS's rankings. They just kept us where we were. It's like, okay. It's like I just I don't I don't understand how they do power rankings. I think it's I think it's very biased because it's not like as I know the NFL's like there's I think there's one person that does the power rankings, and I don't know if he has help from other people or not, or if it's just his personal opinion. Um, but it's like, well, it, it seems very biased. <clears throat> it's like I told you and Wayne in the chat earlier that, um, you know, the good thing about the NFL and the way the playoffs are built in the NFL is as long as you take care of your business, it doesn't matter about rankings. And that's the one thing I cannot stand about college football mm-hmm. is having preseason rankings and all of these, these rankings that, become self-fulfilling prophecies because um you know every year we're told in 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 and out that the sec is the best conference in all of college football but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because literally every year more sec teams are ranked than any other team and then their losses then are looked at as not as bad because oh well they were a ranked team and yeah. you know they when they lose they're losing to a really good team because they were ranked well you've 
you're the ones that ranked them before a game was even played. <laughs> yeah. How do you know how good they are? Like, yeah. get out of here with that bullshit. Like, you you can't rank a team before you ever see them play. Yeah. That's just stupid. Um, so you know the good thing about the NFL, and I'm fine with us being, you know, ranked low, considered underdogs. low in the power rankings, underdogs, whatever you want to call it, because, and and that's how I've always liked it for for the Mountaineers is I like it when we are low ranking, when we're not respected because it puts a chip on our shoulder and makes our team play harder. Mm. And it always seems like as soon as you start to gain respect, as soon as people start trusting you or start thinking that you're the, you know, the bees knees or what have you, that's when we always get a letdown. So I would rather just stay you know, down low in the football power index or whatever these power rankings are <laughs> that that have us, you know, in the middle of the pack, keep us there. Keep us there for the rest of the season for all I care because guess what? As long as we win our division, we're in the playoffs. And yep. guess what? As long as we win our division, we're going to have a playoff home game. And, you know, I like our chances pretty darn well if we have a home game with our team the way it's playing right now. So, um that being all of that being said, and that's one of my favorite <laughs> sayings I've found whenever I go back and listen, is I say that's all that being said. That a being lot. said, you that do. being said, I say that a lot. You did. <clears throat> also say podcast a lot, and also say cowboys a lot. That makes <clears throat> sense. You know, this is a cowboys podcast. It does. We should but just change. Said, we should just change the tagline to that. With that being <laughs> said. <laughs> that being said, yeah. <laughs> That can be our title for this episode. <laughs> With that, that being, being said. said, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> um, yeah, but Christian McCaffrey is out. You know, the best, arguably the best running back in the league is out for, you know, the Carolina Panthers. Also, J.C. Horn, their first-round draft pick, who a lot of people had Dallas picking um, in the first round, had he fallen to us. Um, he got hurt last week and will, I think – I don't know if he'll be able to come back at all this season. I think he broke an ankle or something. He broke like um, three or four bones in his foot. <coughs> I knew it was somewhere around the foot or ankle in yeah. the area. Um, yeah, I was watching and it then, and I heard later, because they were worried it was going to be like a Liz Frank injury, but it turned out to yeah. be like multiple broken bones in his foot. So. And then, oh, excuse me, I'm boring myself. Um, just kidding. <laughs> we're an awesome podcast. Do not get bored. I'm just going to um, edit out all my yawns over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they made a trade this week with the Jaguars to obtain C.J. Henderson, and he is listed as questionable. So um, even if he is able to come and play at cornerback, um, he or even if he was able to get in there and learn the playbook and be you know eligible to play or whatnot, he is you know an injury concern right now. So um, they're going to be short shorthanded. Um, you know, yes, we are as well. We have a few guys out again, but, um, are questionable again. And, you know, we're still going to be without Gallup, but I think we showed, um, plenty of potential with the guys that we already have that are coming out to play. Um, you know, from last night, you know, I, I think we showed that we were able to play, um, with those guys just fine. So, not too concerned um, about the matchup, honestly. feel like we can, you know, yeah, Sam Darnold's played pretty well, you know, getting out from from that terrible 
organization in New York called the New York Jets, the other terrible organization in New York. <laughs> um, you know, he has shown promise. He's shown that he is um, definitely not the player that everybody expected him or expected that he was based off of his play in New York. So, um, and DJ Moore's had a good season so far, thankfully, because I have him in I think two of my fantasy leagues. So, um, pretty happy that he's doing pretty well so far. Um, so yeah, they're they're they have weapons. They have you know players that can stretch the field. You know he can you know Darnold can throw the ball down the field pretty well. He's known to have a strong arm. Um, so you know, hopefully we can get to him. You know we can sack him. We can put pressure on him. Make him move out of the pocket. He's not fast by any means, but he's not afraid to run. So we got to watch him scrambling. Um, but I like I like the possibilities of this being a, a pretty big win for us, a pretty big margin of victory for us. Um, so let's go to one optimistic um, thing about this game and one concern that you have for this game, and I'll go ahead and let you go first, Daniel. Well, I think of what I want to come up with for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you kind of already took my optimistic thing because you talked about CMC and JC Horn being out and like it sucks. Like I I used to like just not really care or I was like excited whenever our opposing teams got hurt. But after Dak went down, I've got a complete, it's like a complete 180. Like I don't, I don't like watching injuries. I don't like seeing people go out. Um, regardless of what team they're on. Like, even whenever the injuries on the Eagles last night, it was like, ugh. You know, it's like, I hate the Eagles, but I don't hate the people. I don't hate the players themselves. Like, I hate, you know, there's it's a rivalry, but you don't want to see anybody get hurt. So it sucks seeing, especially young players like J.C. Horn, promising players that, that go out. Um, but it is very optimistic that we don't have to face one of the best running backs in the league um, and one of their better cornerbacks out there. So that's an optimistic thing. Um, and we're, we're really developing uh, a winning mentality, I think, in Dallas. Like we're starting to believe in ourselves and, and believe that we can beat whoever we go against offensively, defensively. And I, 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 we're going to be hard to beat at home. I just I believe that it's just going to be almost impossible to beat us in Dallas. So that's kind of my optimistic. Um, my 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 concern, and this this goes back to this past week at Philly. Um, my concern is that uh, Mike McCarthy gets excited about halftime hot dogs again. Um, <laughs> and, and I know, like we we didn't talk about the why McCarthy didn't call a timeout before halftime, try to get the ball back and go down and score again, considering Philly got the ball back after half. But Yeah, I missed that whole um I missed that whole whatever you want to call it, sequence of events because I was putting my kid down. Um I I really like thought I could get away with, you know, sneaking off for a little bit and not miss anything and then I came back and saw all the messages that you guys <laughs> yeah. had. So I missed what happened, but um. we we had these timeouts and like we we were you know we could have stopped the clock multiple times and given 
Dak another chance to go down and score, but we just let the time run out. And well, I mean, when I went back, we had mm-hmm. we had the ball or were getting the ball. Um, yeah. Oh, so we went three and out is what happened there. I'm mm-hmm. looking now because when I went back, it was like there was one minute left or something. Um, yeah, but we we stopped him fast enough to where if we would have called timeouts, we could have had another shot down the field, but we didn't. When we just came out with however much time left and kneeled it before halftime, it's like I understand it from both sides. It's like you don't want to risk giving up a big play on offense, but and you you stopped them, so you don't want to like turn the ball over and then give them another shot before halftime, especially when they get the ball back. But at the but at the same time, like we're playing so well on offense that you need to. I mean, just just do it. Just have that. Have every you're playing in prime time. Show the rest of the league that oh, there's 20 seconds before halftime. We're gonna go down and score again. We don't care if we're up by two touchdowns already. We're gonna go down and score again and make it three touchdowns before halftime because because we can, you know, just, yeah. just show the league that we are aggressive like that. You know, I, I like that play better. Um, but I was, I, I stole that whole thing from one of the, I forget if I was hanging with the boys or talking Cowboys or something that the, um, that the Cowboys have on their radio network. But one of the guys was like, yeah, I think that whole thing, like Mike McCarthy just got a whiff of hot dogs before halftime and got hungry. <laughs> So he just didn't want to call a timeout so he could go eat some eat some halftime hot dogs. <laughs> I was like dying. <laughs> it's like it sounds about right. Oh god, halftime hot dogs. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's gonna be our episode. Name. <laughs> yeah, halftime oh. hot dogs. I dig it. We could do that. Um but yeah, it's like and with the whole like <laughs> I don't think Mike McCarthy's doing much during the games. Like Kellen Moore is in full control of his offense. Dan Quinn's full control of his defense, and you know damn well John Fossil's in full control of the special teams. Like, hey, what is honestly, what is? I'm okay. I'm okay with that. That's oh, I'm 110 percent okay with that. Yeah. If if that's gonna be the case, fine by me. Because honestly, like, look at how many years McCarthy was in Green Bay, and all those years with with Aaron Rodgers, and they only won one championship. Mm-hmm. Um, look how stale the offense became and ended up the, the reason they pretty much chased him out of Green Bay. Yep. I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm more than happy with him just standing there. I mean, he could eat fucking hot dogs all game if he wanted to, for all <laughs> yeah, I care. Just eat hot as dogs long as he's not making, <laughs> As long as he's not making decisions, yeah. um, go for it, man. I Go, yeah, absolutely. Eat some popcorn. Go, uh, yeah. you know, have, have have to bring you a bag of popcorn on the sidelines when he I mean, comes to watch a game or something. But crap, yeah, just go like, up, go up in the owner's booth with Jerry and hang out. Like, have a couple beers, just chill. Yeah. We got it down on the field. We got yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'd I'd be. You know, we joked about it last night. I think it was last night during the game. One of you guys made a comment about Kellen Moore um, being a head coach next year or something, mm-hmm. or him him being our head coach. And I'm like, it's fine by me. Yeah, if I hope, I hope that 
I mean, Jerry's smart enough to see it, but I hope that because you know that if if we keep this up all year, Kellen Moore is going to get he's probably going to get a head coaching offer in the NFL, um, especially this after this game that he just put on in prime time for the whole league to see. And I hope that Jerry Jones sees that and is just like, all right, Mike, it's been fun. And then gives the job to Kellen Moore. Like I would be perfectly like it would suck and it might it might rub some players wrong. And you know, it might not be the right thing to do, but as a fan, I'd be I, I want to keep Kellen Moore around. This guy's good. He's great at his job. I wasn't sure about it last year, I'll be honest, and, and you can go back well, and listen to old, old episodes yeah. and you'll hear me. But there was a lot of differences about last year. You we're know, healthy. Lose, yeah. <laughs> well, somewhat. We're not. We're not fully. But yeah. I mean, we have. Well, Eric, we have Zeke. We have. We have got a, Smith and Zach Martin. Yeah. You know, we've got our biggest two offensive linemen, or our best two offensive linemen that are healthy. So. Yeah. So but. I. I. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, I don't. I'm back and forth on Kellen Moore. Um, you know, some games, hell, I like him at the start of the game, and then I hate him by the end of the game. But it, it's just oh yeah. there's still and, some and questionable knows, stuff that he does. Who knows? There may be some of that that's McCarthy that we don't know about. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I I, <laughs> I I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'd be fine if mm-hmm. if that was the if that was the. Uh, the move that was made eventually, but, um, see, so yeah, I'll get into my optimistic thing and concern for, t- for Sunday. Um, I'll start with the optimistic thing. Um, I really feel like the, the way the defense is playing right now, um, and they even mentioned it on the broadcast last night, like, and they were talking about Dan Quinn and his influence on this team and how much improved how improved they are from last year to this year. I just love the aggressiveness that we're playing with on mm-hmm. on defense. Um, everybody is swarming to the ball. Um, when we're beat, you know, we still have guys that are trying to recover. We you know we don't get beat for um, long distances. Um, like we were last year, like we're not getting burnt for 75 yard touchdowns over the top and stuff like that. Um, Maybe we did in week one, but yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like, yeah. I mean, that's Tom Brady and it's a different, you know, that was our first game, you know, where yeah, you can yeah. already see like this team is gelling and um, they're playing off of each other's strengths and, um, you know, complimenting each other. Hell, Freaking Brown, of all people, <laughs> yeah. Last night was a stud. Yep. I mean, he looked great last night. Anthony Brown is who I'm talking about. Um, you know. Well, you got to give him some credit too. I mean, well, not not some credit, but you got to think like week one he was going against Antonio Brown. Last week he's you know lined up with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and this week he had Rager. <laughs> Jalen Rager, yeah. like, you know, you've yeah, got yeah. you've got three top Devonta tier. Smith. Yeah, I mean, Devonta Smith Devonta rookie. Smith you, know. Is, you know, he's a rookie, but I mean, he's no slouch. Yeah, um, and so. and he saw him make some daggone good plays against him too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, that's 
that's a really, really good thing that we're seeing a guy that we have ragged on in the past um, showing swagger and confidence. Um, because if you follow football for any amount of time in your life, you understand and and know that um, you know, cornerback is one of those positions where you – you know the the most confident ones usually are your best ones. Look mm-hmm. at Deion Sanders. You know, look at guys like Richard Sherman and um, you know, uh, Josh or not is it Josh? Yeah, Josh Norman. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Those guys, you know, and even um, oh, what's his name with the Rams? Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. You know, those guys are the most confident players that step cocky. when they step on the field. You know, they're cocky. They they know that they're going to shut you down, you know, and um, and even if he's not, you know, walking out there talking about Anthony Brown and, and you know, telling guys he's going to shut him down, but being able to effectively guard and, you know, defend the pass and deflect passes and make good, strong tackles, that those, those kind of things, they build on each other. And it, you know, continues to improve improve your confidence as you play and then you play better so you know i like to see it i'm excited about it because i think that's one thing that's going to continue to make this team better is having those guys that have struggled in the past to improve um they've gotten a lot of playing time and there's no reason they shouldn't be improving so hopefully that continues to be the case and they you know show improvement across the board. Um, so that that would be my one optimistic thing is, you know, I think this defense is continuing, is going to continue to gel and come out and really show that they've made massive improvements from last year being one of the all-time worst defenses ever. Um, you, this actually may end up being the most improved defense in the history of NFL from one year to the next. I think – I think I would not be surprised by the end of the season if that's that that becomes a um, a talking point, you know, mm-hmm. about this team. So, but we're also um, I don't I don't think we mentioned it, but we're leading the NFL in takeaways yeah. with eight. So yeah, that's right. And Trayvon Diggs is only the second player in Cowboys history to have started the season. Uh, and get an interception in the first three games. It's only the second Cowboys player in history. So, Who was the other one? I forget. Let me look. You gotta know this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it today, and I didn't write it down. And just talking about it, it popped up. Hold on. Continue talking, and I'll get. I'll get the. I'll get who it is, and then okay. I'll, we'll bring it back um, in a little bit. So my one negative. Um, I'm continuing to be concerned about Greg the leg. Um, you know, he missed an extra point last night, um, continues to struggle with those kind of what you would think are routine kicks, um, for somebody who's been playing as long as him. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily going to be something that is going to have an effect on the outcome of this game, but it is a concern. Um, you want your kicker to be you know, confident as well. Um, those guys have to have ice water in their veins because they're always getting, um, you know, put in pressure situations. Um, 
hell, he kicked a game-winning 56-yard field goal um, last week. So pressure situation on your shoulders, time expiring, and you got to go out there and win the game, like, it's a big deal. Um, I mean, look at Justin Tucker kicking a 66-yarder to win the game. NFL record, you know, like, doinked it off the crossbar, but still, like, the pressure that's put on those guys to perform under, you know, uh, running clocks, um, multiple timeouts, you know, they're forced to think about it forever. Um, You know, that kind of, those kind of kicks that he missed, he's missed so far, can be confidence killers. And, you know, I see... I see shades of Dan Bailey and what happened with him and his the end of his tenure at at Dallas um, popping up, and I don't want that to happen. So that's well, that's they just need to bring that one, kicker back. Concern. They literally after week one they brought in another kicker, then week two Greg Zerline I don't think he missed any kicks, so they released him again I think, and then he goes and misses a field goal. It's like bring the dude back. <laughs> make him make make Greg think about oh crap there's somebody here to take my job I can't miss these like just right. do that like <laughs> that's what they did last week and it worked you know yeah might have to might have it, to also it was Everson Walls in 1985 oh, so I was born in 85 so I have no idea who that was yeah. so before my time well you gotta know cool. your Cowboys history well, I know the key ones. I don't know yeah. that guy. Another <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yawn. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it is late. It is. It is late. <clears throat> yeah, it is getting late. Um. All right. Well, that being said, let's roll into <laughs> that being said. Um, <laughs> let's, we didn't get any questions this week from the uh, audience, at least not any that I'm comfortable <laughs> talking about on the air. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you guys so, would like to know, join us in our Discord. That question yeah, is join still our up. Discat, Discord, you'll see yeah. it in there. Yeah, um, the links, so links we'll, down below. <laughs> links in the description. Yep. Um, we'll go into score predictions and then we'll do fantasy must starts. Um, so our score predictions and bold predictions for the week. Um, I gave Wayne and Daniel the opportunity to submit their score predictions first. Um, and bold predictions, but I never got one from Wayne. Um, so we'll do Wayne's score prediction. He predicts that Dallas will win 34 to 20. Um, and then Daniel, would you like to give your score and bold prediction? Yes. My score prediction, 31 to 24 Dallas. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be back and forth all game. <clears throat> um, you and Wayne always have the like really close scores too. Yeah, it is what it is. I just go with my gut, you know. And it's it's been I've been close, <clears throat> been close a couple times, closer, you know. Then it's been yeah. closer. We've we've been closer as a whole than all of last year already. Like crap. Yeah. We couldn't predict anything last year. Um, 31, 24. I, I think we're going to win at home, but I do think this is going to be, it's going to be a lot tougher of a game than it was this past week versus Philly. Um, but I think we're going to win. I think without Christian McCaffrey, um, 
I think we'll be fine. And I think it's going to be a very pass-heavy game for us. I think, and it's not bold prediction, but I think Dak puts up close to 400 yards this game. Um, but I think my my bold prediction is that we hold the Panthers to under under 250 total yards. So I think that they'll score based on field position, getting stops, getting better field position. But I think I don't think they're going to have many, you know, ninety yard uh, possessions for a touchdown. So Ooh, okay, well, yeah, that that one um, kind of surprised me too when you're talking about it being a, like a shootout or a close game and. I just feel like, you know, they'll 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 hold us, you know, a few times. Uh or maybe they get some, you know, some turnovers, maybe something happens and they just they 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 kind of, you know, just have short shorter fields to play on us. So That's fair. And then my score prediction, um I predict a Dallas victory 38 to 28. And um I think it's actually going to be a much more of a blowout victory than that score states because I think I think you know Carolina might get like a last minute or late touchdown mm-hmm. um, to pull it within ten. Um, so I think you know the we'll probably be up seventeen to twenty in the fourth quarter. I think and. Some so, somewhere in that range of seventeen to twenty points that, that will be up, um, and you know cruise comfortably to victory. Um, and my bold prediction to kind of go along with my one concern for this week is I think Zerline will miss two field goals, either a you know field goal or extra point attempts, but he'll miss two kicks basically. Um, and I think that the defense will also score another touchdown. Um, Stacking them there. Yeah, uh, I wanted to make it bolder. Um, You know, I feel like already thinking that Zerline's going to miss two kicks is pretty bold, but um, that's not very bold, to be honest. It's also not that bold (laughs) because he's missed already. So um, that was kind of my thought process there. Hang on a second. Just stack the bold prediction on top of. Uh, your your just gut feeling of Zerline, just because he's, I don't know. I think it's what you get for, um, for not practicing kicks in in preseason, or in uh, training camp. So, did we really not practice kicks in training camp? No, everything that I've that I saw from training camp this past year because I would literally watch as much as I could just because I miss football so much and like they never saw them practicing uh, kicking in training camp now they they did like the the closed practices so they 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 couldn't they weren't they didn't have access to those so they weren't sure if they did them there but they said like the entire time that they were out in Oxnard they never saw them actually practicing kicking and you know Zerline's coming off a of back surgery, so you you kind of need to get back in the groove of things. So hopefully it cleans itself up over the next couple of weeks. 
Luckily, it didn't cost us a game the last two weeks, but it already it already cost us one game. So yeah, yeah, I <clears throat> I don't want to see it cost us another game. That's for sure, especially mm-hmm. after we already lost to the Bucks when we could have beat them. Um, it, you know, it's frustrating to see that happen. But um, yeah, definitely. I I think I don't I don't think it's going to come down to his leg um, in this game. I think we're going to win handily, like I mentioned, but. Um, definitely would like to see that cleaned up, but I just mm-hmm. have a bad, bad feeling about it. Like I said, it just feels eerily like the Dan Bailey season. Yeah. Um, you know, the, his last season with us. So we'll see. Um, so let's roll into fantasy must starts. Um, since we don't have Wayne for DFS, we'll just talk about uh, regular year long um, league matchups. And my thing. Our, my must start this week, I think, is definitely um, C.D. Lamb again. Obviously, you're going to be starting him if you if you have him. Um, but you know, maybe maybe you got lucky and had a strong wide receiver draft, and you're questionable about whether you're going to put him in or favor somebody else, or you're thinking about him at your flex. I de- I just think C.D.'s got to be in whatever lineups you have um he is a must play this week i think he is going to go off um for a lot of catches and a lot of yards this week um especially if you're in a ppr i think he is going to find a lot of volume um in in the catches this this coming week with their cornerbacks and their injuries that they're dealing with and at corner i just it just feels very much like it's going to be, you know, he's going to be matched up with their second best because they're going to have to guard Amari too, and they got to choose who they're going to guard. And Amari is Amari, so um, I think CD is going to feast. So um, play CD if you got him. Um, absolutely trust that he's going to go off this week. I think. What about you, Daniel? Well, first, I have a question for you. Okay. Who's a better player, Nick uh, Bosa or CD? What? What? Bosa? Yeah. Joey Bosa? Nick Bosa? Nick. What does he have to do with this? Uh, It's just a question. CD or Bosa? Um, I don't know. <laughs> two, two completely different players in two completely different positions for two just, completely different teams. Just, just, just go with me on this. Who do you think's a better player? I mean, I'm not going to be. Uh, if I'm a, if I say CD, I'm a homer, and if I say Nick, then I'm a shitty. Cowboys podcast hosts. So <laughs> I guess I'm going with CD. I don't know what the what kind of question is this. CD's nuts. It's a trick question because no matter what you what you uh, what you answered, either both of these nuts or CD's nuts. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate you. All right, just uh, trying to liven things up. Okay, uh, I was asked geez. that. I was actually asked that on Sunday or last night actually by a friend of mine and I thought it was absolutely hilarious <laughs> and I gave a very good answer to it too and as to why I thought that so 
<laughs> you probably went very analytical too. I did. Uh, I said just over here like I don't. <laughs> like I said, I, I assumed Nick Bosa, and you know, I, I said or no, I I assumed Joey Bosa, and I was like, well, Joey Bosa because he's more, he's got more years, he's more established, you know, blah blah blah. CD's still learning, he's still cleaning up his game, so you know. And I was like, but there are two different positions, so it's hard to tell who's who's better. And he was just like, "Oh, both of these nuts." I was like, "Okay, I just see it." So <laughs> it was a it was a lose lose, no matter who you picked. So, um, but you know, long term CD Lamb for sure. Anyway, um, fantasy must start for me. You know, I'm gonna take a flyer here. I since I think it's gonna be a pass heavy game, and I think that our tight ends are gonna be heavily involved um and it's hard to pick which one because i'm obviously like you know schultz had the big game last week um is it jarwin's week um i know that people in fantasy if you're looking for tight ends you're probably like you know because tight ends are you know they're there's only a few that are really worth starting i've got two on my team and neither of them did anything for me this past week um and people usually go and pick up the guys who scored the most points and Dalton Schultz is one of the higher scoring tight ends uh, that is still in waivers this past week. So, um, I mean, I'd say that he, you know, one of the, one of our two tight ends is worth a, you know, a flyer if you absolutely need somebody and you just don't know who to take. Like if, you know, if you've got somebody like I do, I've got, uh, Jared Cook and Kyle Pitts on one of my teams, and neither of them have been getting me enough points. Like, yeah, where where is Kyle Pitts? Like, is bro. has anybody has anybody put a bolo out for him or like a missing dude, person something? I don't like, know. It's it's Matt Ryan. He's not throwing the ball to him, dude. Like, he's not getting targeted <sighs> much. It's just it's not good. So frustrating because I got him. Uh, I think <clears throat> I have him in my money league. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I've, I have him in my money league and I have Dallas Goddard as my backup. And like every week I'm like, God, why didn't I start Goddard? Because <laughs> yeah. Pitts has sucked. Yeah, because well, it's be like amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's frustrating because I, I, I the way that I did my draft this year in, in our league that we have our podcast for is that like I got I got my running back in round one. Then I went, you know, wide receiver round two so i got aaron jones then tyreek hill and then i went and got uh deandre hopkins three then i got chris carson and four and then after that i just stuck with um i stuck with like kind of backup wide receivers like i've got t higgins and i've got mike williams um and i had a couple other ones i had i had Devonta Smith and I ended up trading trading him, but I basically stacked up on wide receivers and waited and and, t- and Pitts was still there like late, so I was like I'll t- I'll take Pitts hell yeah, and because you know obviously your Kelseys your Kittles your Wallers all these guys are gone, and I was like you know get them here in the you know the eighth round or whatever that's fine I'll take it and it hasn't done a damn thing for me. Yeah, so yeah I think that frustrating. yeah I think that. You know, taking a flyer on one of the two, probably it seems like Schultz has been getting more targets. So if I would lean more towards that, don't expect him to have another game like he had this past week at all this season. 
But, you know, if you need a, you know, a streaming tight end, if you're, t- if you're just streaming tight ends or if you're just frustrated with the guy that you have, I mean, it's worth a shot. See how he does. He might get you 10, 15 points. He might get you three. Don't blame me. So <laughs> I'm just the messenger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> we joke and talk about it a lot because um, it came up a lot last season. But, um, you know, he's obviously he's good. He's a good receiver um, as a tight end. But, um, you know, you definitely see some shades of of uh, of Witten in there. Mm-hmm. Like to see him, you know, continue to do the things he's doing because it's good to see him um, thriving. But uh, <clears throat> you know, the more weapons we have, the better, you know, better for the long run for the team. So, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a. I think it's a safe play to play him. Um, I think you're you're going to get you know seven to eight to ten points um, from him. I think. Pretty much most weeks, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think that would be a, I think that would be a good play um, for sure. He's gonna he's gonna get four to six carry or four to six catches, um, and you know, in the thirty to sixty yards. So pretty safe yeah, play, I think. If if you need that uh, flyer, like like you mentioned, for sure. Yeah, and he's very far down. Like you know, I'm I'm just looking at uh, the tight ends, like just in my league. <clears throat> Um, he's like, poof, maybe 15 tight ends down from like who's available in our league. And like, he doesn't have great games, but 7.5, then 2.8, then 23. And that's half point PPR. So it's going to be even more if you're playing full point PPR. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's literally, he scored more points in one game than Kyle Pitts has all year. So that's, that's my point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can't tough to argue with that. Yep. So yeah, I, well, I mean, that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about tonight. But I, you know, I wanted to, you know, definitely get some hope, or was hoping that we would get some questions from our our listeners. Or, but we need some more people to jump in our Discord. Um, so this is going to be an opportunity for me to plug our Discord channel. Um, obviously. We've said it every every week, but um, you know if you can come over, get get a Discord um, account. It's free. The app. It's free. There's nothing you have to pay for, um, and it's a fun you know way to chat with a bunch of different people. Um, we have different chats within the our channel, um, you know, to, to to discuss the Cowboys on game day. To discuss the podcast itself, to share football memes, um, we have a week-to-week breakdown for each of the each of the weeks this season, so we can discuss each of those games um, as much as you'd like. So, join us over there um, because we would love to have some some questions and input from the audience, and um, definitely. Uh, you know, makes it more fun for game day because we can jump in together and, and chat about what's going on and, and get your live reaction as the game is happening. So, um, as always, you know, join us on discord, the lawn chair Cowboys, and we would love to have you over there. Um, you can also find us of course on Instagram, on Facebook, 
at the Lawn Chair Cowboys <clears throat> and um, interact with all of us on Facebook and, um, you know, come and join us in, in the Discord so we can chat a little bit more as well. So, um, Daniel, you have any other final last words for this week? No, just definitely check us out on Instagram because at the Lawn Chair Cowboys because I'm making – I'm trying to do these graphics every week of, you know, our players of the, of the week um, and just other like little stuff with stats and things like that on them. And I'm, you know, I put a lot of work into it. So go like them because I appreciate it whenever yeah, he I does a, hearts. <laughs> he does. He does a great job on Instagram um, mm-hmm. and does a great job editing our, um, you know, our pictures and stuff for players of the week. And, um, you know, like he said, you know, big key stats of the game, different things like that. So um, definitely join us on Instagram for you know some some cool content and uh, and of course the Discord channel for some interaction um, and you know join our join our discussions. Um, we hope to hear from you guys soon. Um, don't forget the Cowboys game is at one o'clock on Sunday. Um, if you, I, I didn't even look to see what channel we're going to be on, but, um, if you have, let me try to see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, but if you have, uh, oh, it's on Fox at one o'clock. So hopefully we'll be on locally here in West Virginia. If not, check your local provider and see if you're going to be on there. If not, you can always get on direct TV, um, and do Sunday ticket. If you have that, if not, if you don't have it, call and complain, about something and maybe they'll give it <laughs> to you for free. Give it to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I I called last year because I didn't want to pay for it and they're like, oh well you got a promotion anyway, so we'll give it to you. And then this yeah. year I like got week one, it was for free anyway. Everybody had the first week. So I'm like, okay. And then I checked on the second week and it was still on my <laughs> um like programming list yeah um but there was zero like the programming list like shows how much you're charged for what you're getting yeah and it was still zero dollars even after week one and i've been going back just to make sure that they're not still trying to charge me (laughs) somehow i got two free years out of it i'm not going to complain about it but yep. if I wasn't getting it, I would probably call and complain about it until they gave it to me for free. So, Dude, it's so pro easy tip, to do. <laughs> life hack, whatever you want to call it. But definitely um, you know, find a way to tune in. And if you don't get to watch the game, there's always ways that you can um, you know, get on YouTube and watch some replays, highlights or whatnot. So, um, but There's also plenty hope- of streaming sites out there where you can get the game for free. Yeah, but I'm not going to plug any I'm of those because I don't, I I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I won't either. I'm just letting you know if you know how to use the internet and are, if you're not scared of malware, you can do it because <laughs> those sites are sketchy. They're sketchy. It's like uh, downloading from LimeWire in the Dude, early right. 2000s. Downloading music from LimeWire. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's about all for tonight. Um. Without any further ado, and all that being said, <laughs> With all that let's being go, said, <laughs> let's go, Cowboys. <laughs>